thank you for the opportunity you've given us to gather unto you this morning. We glorify your name. We give you all the glory, all the deserve all the adoration in our life, Father. Be thou exalted. Let your kingdom come, Father. Let your will be done on earth, the will is done in heaven, heavenly Father, as we gather unto you today, Father. Help us not to gather unto ourselves, but I reveal your mind to us, Father. Cleanse us, O oh Lord, with your blood, with your presence. Make us whole, O oh Lord, in you. And help us to truly reveal you, in not only through as we gather unto ourselves, but as we move on today to live for you, to be able to, for people to see you, for us to be light, not to continue to live in darkness, Father. We acknowledge our weakness as flesh, but we accept your power by faith in Christ. Make us all to be able Able to reveal who you are as we gather onto you today, Father. Come and let your name only be glorified, Amen. let your will only be done, oh Lord. But I reveal your mind and help us to be able to grow in you, to depend on you, to hold on to your truth, and to be able to reveal it in all areas of our life. Father, thank you for what you have what you are doing in our lives and the opportunity to gather once again today. Father, we don't want to take this for granted as we go to worship. Father, let your name be exalted in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship. Amen. 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 We thank God once again for this opportunity. We thank Pastor for the opportunity today. We're talking about in the last uh, portion of uh, day four of obey God regardless. Yes. You know, you know, obeying regardless. You know, one of the things about you know the the text, the different. Uh, portions of these that we've already gone through is you know you know when you think about you know um, the the you know, the way that we think you know one, one way or the other you know maybe I think Paul and also James has revealed to us that some things that we go through those things you know that make us better and you know they strengthen us for us to become who we are supposed to go through because in that way we can see God we can know that it's only God that can take us through. In our dependence, our faith, our faith is strengthened and we can grow in God. But, you know, but for us, sometimes, you know, we, it's easy for us to fall for the enemy and yield, you know, just because, you know, we think like the way is, you know, you know, it's too tough for us. But the call for us is to endure till the end. It said, obey God regardless, regardless of whatever we might have been going through, and, you know, regardless of whatever the society is saying, regardless of, because God doesn't even want us to actually be conformed to our immediate environments, because if it was possible, those things would lead to life, but they lead to death. And it has been, you know, you know, well-documented, you know, so for us in the scriptures that these doesn't lead to, for us, you know, no matter what little suffering that we're going through now, the call for us is to continue to persist and actually endure to the end. So obey God regardless, regardless of what happened, if it's, you know, the extreme, because God is there with us, you know, for us, and let's not continue to live in security. That's one of the things, like someone like me, that I, I really know I deal with, you know, we're so insecure. But if God is telling us this, and he has manifested his, himself to us in multi-ways, and we're still living in security, and we're still not sure, it is because we have continued not to seek to know him, because if we know him, he, he, he you know, he manifests himself in, 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 you know, if we continue to seek him, he says, seek and you shall, you shall, you shall, you know, you, you know, you know, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, you know, if we seek him, we will find him, you know, you see, you see, you see, you know, if you seek, if we seek him with all our heart, then he will show up, because that means he knows, we're determined to know who he is. And, you know, in places of where things are very difficult and dark that we should, 
you know, ask for wisdom in that place because that is where he wants to manifest himself, not for us to, to, to continue to try and use our own judgment. If we try and use our own judgment, then he will leave us in that space. You know, when you think about the beginning of the fall of man, when, when God used to come and see Adam, Adam and Eve, and all of a sudden there was a space when God wasn't available and temptation came in that place, you know, with what was, you know, already given, was already revealed that God is saying this is going to lead to death. Well, in that place, go, when you think about God's, you know, you know, you know, purpose and plan for us, it is to seek Him. Like, okay, God, what do you think? This person is saying this. Why don't you just seek Him in that place? And if you seek God in that place through His Word, like God has referenced, like, no, this will lead to death. And we're saying, and we're saying it, but do we really believe it? Or we're still trying to actually, you know, it's still something, conversation going in our mind. For us, that's, that's insecurity. If God is saying this is, you know, is his word. And, you know, in, and we know that he puts his word very high, you know, and he says this, this is it, that he's going to be with us, that victory is already ours. Do we truly believe it? Or our mind is still contemplating, like, is it really true? Did God say that if I eat this, I will die? Is it true? Let me try it. You know, those kind of things. That means we're still doubting, but God is telling us that those who persist to the end, regardless, those ones are the only ones that are going to be saved. But right now, we're still confused. Like, okay, do, do I want to enjoy this world? Do I want to, you know, you know, taste a little bit out of this, you know, this, this uh, apple? You know, those kind of things. Those are the things that we are struggling with. But God is telling us that obedience is the key. Obey God regardless. And today, you know, we and in our first day of the lesson, we said they said they say Jesus, he learned obedience through the things he suffered, through these experiences, he learned to obey. So he grew into you know through temptation, through all those things, he became who he who he was called to do, and he fulfilled the purpose. And also we see in, in the second day, he said, he said, We thought we could never live through it, you know, in our mind, because we, we have not gotten to that level, but God showed himself, you know, that we thought ah, we were never going to survive this, you know, but eventually God showed himself. And today, you know, at, at, you know it's still the same topic. We're going uh, we're, we're to read uh, our reading of today is taken from Deuteronomy 14. And I'll read from the New Living Translation in Deuteronomy 14 and verse 22. It says, You must set aside a tithe of your crops, one tenth of all the crops you have harvested each year. Bring this tithe to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for you, to, to, for his name to be honored, and eat in his, in his presence. And, and this applies to the tithes of your grain, new wine, olive oil. The firstborn meals of your flocks and herds, do this, doing this will teach you always to fear the Lord your God. You know, the, the command it's you know it's already been given. You know, in, in the world that we are, and you when you think about all the controversies here, many things can come up. People can actually try to actually you know decipher this thing through their mind, but a command is it obey God regardless. You know, I know this is the uh, this is a scripture that we're using for today, but I'm going to actually, you know, go into different, you know, places in 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 the scripture that's going to reveal something about, you know, persistence, holding on to the truth that God already did to us, even though these might not be comfortable or convenient, 
when you think about it. But he said, why did God command his people to give him the first tenth of their income? He tells us, so that the Lord, your God, may bless you in all the work you do. In that, in verse 29 of this, of this one, he said, like I'll read from verse 28 of that Deuteronomy 14. It says, at the end of every third year, bring the tithe of the year's harvest and store in the nearest town. Give it to the levels who will receive no allotment of the land among you, as well as the foreigners living among you, the orphans and the widows in your town, so that they can eat and be satisfied. Then the, your Lord, you, then the Lord your God will bless you in all your work. There's an eventuality, the portion of it, that you might think right now, it is a little bit of hard for you. But the eventuality, it is more than you know than what you're given and when you think about it he said that means tithing doesn't cost even though you might think it costs because when you think about it like christ said about for us to count our costs before following because eventually those things that we feel is that, that, that are costly at that point they do not compare to the eternal glory that god is going to give us yeah. <laughs> that that thing doesn't that something doesn't cost it pays when you give God the first tenth of your income, He promises to bless all the works of your hands. So the question, so the question is not, the, so the question is not, does the church need your tithe, but do you need God's blessing? So for us, when you think about it, those little things, preach, preach, preach it, sir. Those little things that we do that we feel like ah, those things are cost, but the eventuality it is for our own gain for eternal life in Christ Jesus. So regardless of what we may feel it may be, the portion is in the call for us, it is, you know, to, you know, to obey it. Because eventually, even though those things might look very tight for us now, eventually it works well to our own glory. And I'll read some text for us today. And there's multiple other texts in the Bible when I read it through, but I want to quickly go through this. Matthew 24. I read my Matthew 24. I read from, uh, I'll quickly run through it because it's a lot. I read for verse four. It said, Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah that will deceive many and you will hear words and threats of words, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place. But the end won't follow immediately. Nations will go to war against nations, the kingdom against kingdom. Then there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. Well, all this is only the first of the birth pains and more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, killed. You'll be aided all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray the betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and many will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the ones who endure to the end will be saved. And the good news of the, about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so, the, so that all the nations will hear it, then the end will come. The eventuality of all these things that will happen, it is in verse 13, you see, but, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So those little suffering, those things that we go through, those costs that we pay, like, you know, seeking it, praying, yielding to him, fellowshipping all those things are small compared to the eventual end of you know in, in god's kingdom in in other ways you know we can talk about tithing we could talk about fellowshipping all those things all those things meditating on god's word those things are small things compared to the eventual eventuality of you know reigning with him in his kingdom and also i want to quickly read first peter 
5 I'll quickly read from verse 6 because it's a lot also it says so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time he will lift you up give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you stay alert watch out for the your great enemy the devil he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour stand firm against him and be strong in your faith remember that your families of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are in his kindness, this is verse 10, that is most, in, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by the means of Jesus Christ. So after you have suffered a little while, it will restore you. It will restore support and strengthen you. And it will place you on a firm foundation, all power to him forever. So verse 10, all these things, all these things that, you know, God, Christ already told us that carry across daily, all these things is very small compared to his future glory and and this that is revealed to us and so now quickly read that one also in second corinthians seven corinthians i read from verse four second corinthians four i read from verse eight because there's a lot of it so we're pressed on every side by troubles but we are not crushed we're perplexed but not driven the, in the, to despair we're hunted down but never abandoned by god we got knocked down and we but we are not destroyed through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death. But this has also resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. As God's great rich, as, as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last long. Yet, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and, and will last forever. So we don't look at troubles that we can see now. Rather, we face our gaze on things we cannot, that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. So verse 17 says, So our present, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and that will last for eternity, eternity. So all these things, like it was revealed to us this morning, what, as, 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 as we've seen it, he said, so that the Lord, your God, may bless you in all the works of your hands. So all this, this course set out a type, aside a type, a, a tent of all, so that he will bless you. The eventuality, is the little that you're giving, you're getting multiple fold. The eventuality of the little suffering that we're going through now, it would, you know, it, if, we, if we endure, it will lead us to eternity in his presence. So for us, the call is for us to obey regardless, regardless the suffering, the things that, we, you know, what it costs us. Like maybe when you think about the specificity of, of, the, of our teaching today about, the tents, I mean, the tights that we're praying now, that, you know, this tightening doesn't cost, it pays. Because, we, you know, most of us were always looking at the short term. But God is saying we should focus on it, 
on his eternal kingdom. He said, have, you know, think about every realities. Don't think about what, it, oh, ah, man, what am I going to eat at this present time? But think about tomorrow. Don't think about ah, only today. You know, what is, what, what is tomorrow going to bring? Because God is the one that owns tomorrow. He already has the plan for us today is to persevere in his presence, to ask him, even if, you know, we are weak, we can still seek him. Like, God, what, you know, and he will reveal himself. He will, you know, call, you know, like Christ after he went through the temptation. And after he went through that temptation, he was, you know, he was comforted. As soon as he went through that temptation, he was comforted. So for us, our present trouble doesn't compare to the eternal glory that we're going to be, be with God. So let's continue in our reading today. In our reading today, it continues, it says, so he promises to bless all your works. And so the question is, question is not does the church need your tithe, but do you need God's blessing? God's work won't go broke if you don't tithe. But how, how well will you do if you disobey him? Paul writes, on the first day of every week, each, of, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. You say, I thought tithing was only, only the rule under Old Testament law. Did the New Testament Christians practice it too? Consider Paul's word. Each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. That's proportionate giving. And since the since only the Bible, the new only the Bible, and since the only Bible the New Testament believers had was the Old Testament, what sum of money do you think they gave to God? Certainly not less than a tenth. Jesus told the Pharisees, Woe to you, teachers of law of the law, you give a tent or you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter, tithing without neglecting the former. The question is, would you give God less under, under, the, under grace than you do under the law? A tithe is the minimum, but only your law for God and his kingdom can determine the maximum. So for us here, when you think about it, if, if, if it was a requirement and people still obey, when they were still subject to the law. But now that grace is evil, the grace through Christ Jesus by him going to the cross as, to, to die for us, you know, as, you know, that trumps the old covenant. And we're still thinking like, ah, it still cost us so much that he cost the, the what what he cost was in the sacrifices of bull or, 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 or ram was Christ's life. So now we're saying like, you know, you know, we should even reduce when, when we know that it wasn't even animals. It's not the cost of our sacrifices that 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 is is the remission for our sin. It's the cost of Christ dying for us through his, you know, you know, by loving us and obeying the Father, you know, that he even costs more. So why would we still now think about it like, oh, I, okay, I, this is too much, you know, 10% is too much. And I want to, I want to reference back on that Matthew 23. Because in the New Living Translation, it says something that about, you know, when Christ was revealing that, he said, he said in verse 23, a New Living Translation, What sorrow I wish you teach us of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tight even the tiniest income of your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspect of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. Then, full stop. And this is why I want us to, you know, relate to it. He said, you should tithe. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Christ revealed to us that he is good to tithe. 
So it's not saying like, ah, okay, you know, like you said, oh, that's an Old Testament. Christ said it is a requirement. Yes, you should tithe. But even in tithing, that we should not neglect more important things, which he has revealed, which is mercy, justice, and faith in Christ Jesus. But it wasn't like the Jews like, oh, don't do it. But he's saying, yes, you should tithe. But most importantly, let us focus on the way which is Christ Jesus and how he lived his life, which is mercy, service, and all those justice, you know, and all those things. So it is very important that we understand that, you know, all these laws, all these things, all those requirements that God has given us, it is for our own good. It is not for him to eat the, the, the lamb, the bull, to take the money, it is not for him. It is helping us to be able to submit, to yield underneath his grace. It's not based, it's not for him. It is for us. All these things, like it was revealed to us in our second Corinthians, like all these little things, this suffering that we go through is working out something greater for us. Because from there, we can die to all these things. These things that are having hold on us. All this, ah, oh, how much it costs. Oh, it's, it's going to cost me. Those things I have control over. But as we die to it, we, it is working something great for our lives. And this is how we should think about it. We should obey God regardless. Because the eventuality, it is eternal life with him. And I hope God will continue to reveal himself to us. Because even though I'm saying it, you know, I'm saying it to myself. You know, maybe I'm, we're talking about it. I'm talking it to my soul also for us to know that, you know, by us yielding, by us, you know, fellowshipping, by us praying, by us meditating the word, you know, taking our time, you know, those little things like, ah, maybe it's affecting my work. Maybe it's, ah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do, do this. But if you are going, if you're, you know, you know finding time, struggle to do it, those things, they work out something great for our own soul. Eventually, eventually. So, obey God regardless. This is our topic. And I hope God will continue to reveal himself. So, let's have contributions today. Contributions, please. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you. I think today's uh, uh, mostly is talking about obeying God when it comes to blessings. And I think uh, I want us to, to key into what today's lesson is. Um, mostly, we, 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 we've been talking about this for the past four days now. And uh, the first day that we talked about the obedience on how God um, uh, process and in, uh, in, in not allowing ourselves to get in between what God wants to do and uh, that the work of Christ on the cross is good enough for us to have access to God on the day one and the day two we expressly talk about uh, uh, the reward of obedience and what we get when we obey God that when we obey him, so we will eat the fruit of the land. And I think it's very important to keep that in there. And day three that we talked about yesterday, that the commandment of God is what gives us grace uh, that to, 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 to go through life. And when we can obey his commandment, uh, things become easy. 
things that we think we cannot do if we obey him, there's a sufficiency of grace that comes with those things that we feel like we cannot do when we trust him, when we follow his precept and we get the ability to do do things that we don't think we can do. And that's tied up to what Brian has been talking about this morning, that it's really not about us. It is all about him. And when we can make everything about him in our lives, then we start seeing the, the sufficiency and the, the enablement that he has provided for us to push through. And um, I like the, what you said about, the, the, the writer said it, and you actually emphasize it, which I like most, is that is it about we, 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 that, that do God really need us? Yes, he has some purpose for us to accomplish a lot of things that he needs to do. But when we are working in line with him, then we'll be able to fulfill that purpose. There is a need for him to use us. But guess what? It's not everybody that's that are that that are living are usable for God. Hallelujah. It's not everybody that's alive are usable for God because it's those one that obey him that he can use. It's like you having hiring people to do things that you want them to do, but they do, choose to do other things. You, it won't take you that long before you fire them and look for somebody else. And trust me, there is enough of people out there that God can use, even to the extent that the things that he created, he can make use of them if nobody is available. So availability to God help us to be able to do the will of God. First, we must admit to him that, yes, he is the sovereign over everything that we have. He has sovereignty over everything that we have. He has control over everything that we have. And he's the only one that can get everything done the way he should be done right. And we talk about, okay, are we looking for blessings from him? Or we want to be, we, 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 now we, we rationalize what we do for him so that we can get things from him. The question is very sound. Do church really need anything from you. Some think that, yes, the church needs them. And if they don't, they're part of the church. The church will not move. You no, know, you deceiving yourself. Or I have money. If I don't give it to the church, the church will not move. No, you're deceiving yourself because it is written. The, the church will be established and the gate of hell cannot prevail over it. Whether you are involved or you're not involved. The, the thing is that when you are involved, blessings of God comes to you. And if we're not involved, then you're on your own. It's just simple as that. So why not involve? Why not give God everything that he has given you, give it back to him so he can continue to grow you in keeping whatever you have in your possession so it can be used for him. Just pray that God will open our eyes of understanding that we are not owned by ourselves. We are owned by God. And we need to get that through our head to be, obey him regardless. Obey him regardless. And God will give us the grace to do that in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Brian. It's my little contribution. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, I think it based on what passages, you know, referenced again in our teaching today, you know, you know most of us, you know, would think, that's what I'm saying, like it is, Pastor rightly said it, it is not about us. You know, you know, when you think about James and Paul's reference, those tests, those things, you know, 
it is it is in his benevolence love that he's trying to you know bring us in. We're the one. It is for our own good. It is not like the money or the tithe or the you know the time that we give or the service that we render. That those things, like pastors of God, can use other people to actually you know still reference those same places. When you think about the story of Saul in 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 Samuel. You know, he was ordained for a purpose, you know, and he was going to, you know, establish his, you know, his line until, you know, he decided to be doing things. All, all the, the all the, te the tests that he went through to, to test his patience, to see if he was going to wait for God or he was going to try and use his own equipment. Those things were, those were like the small little things, those sufferings of uh, maybe you have discontent, um, you know, you know, people in your in your camp like ah why don't you just let's do this why don't you let's do this all those little tests those things you know it might cost us for a few minutes like maybe some people walk out of our camp or all those things but they are working out something greater in us it is for our own good if we you know you know the cost of fellowshipping of seeking it of service you know service is servicing you know offering service to his people those things we might feel it costs a lot, but it doesn't really cost for the eventual glory of reigning with it, of being blessed by it. And that's how we should think about it. Let's think about heavenly realities, all these things. That is not, you know, most of the times I think about this, you're so concerned. And I think about myself, I'm so concerned about little things. You know, why are we focusing on little things? You know, giving a tent, you know, over, you know, over, 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 over income. At the moment, it might look big or ten, but when you think about it, when you think about what God has been doing, you know, keeping us alive, you know, we see a lot of people, you know, we see different things, but God has been faithful. So when you think about it all, do when you think about all those, you know, does He make up for His goodness, His grace in our life? He doesn't. But when you think about it from the end of our reading today, like Christ gave His gave up, gave gave His life. For us to actually have eternal life. So for us, you know, these little things doesn't, you know, compare to what God is going to do in our lives. And I hope we can all, you know, relate with that in Jesus. Let's have more contributions, please. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, we bless God. Uh, just to kind of confirm what uh, Pastor and the bio have said, I just want to read two scriptures, if I may, but if I have the time to read it. Uh, you see, one of the things that, you know, we have to guide the gaze is thinking that our giving, you know, is what will bring us or take us to where God is or take us to heaven. I believe, you know, well, that's why the Bible emphasizes that when you love God, when you love God, you give. Nobody will tell you to give. You will know that tithes, giving to God is part of your commitments, obligations, because the church must move more. The church must advance, you know. So, but first of all, is to first of all, love the person that you want to give something to. If you give, there's, you know, because of what is going on in the church system today, you know, people think that, oh, pastor is the one that is eating the money. Oh, this and that, 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 that. So they have everything is just, uh, 
there's confusion out there. And that is why it is important that you actually know God for yourself. No, just if you love him, the question of who, who, who give you or not give you is, is, would not really be a struggle for anybody. Because you love him. You just love him. When you love somebody, you will be the person, you know. So, but we see the things that are going on out there. People be, just live their life the way they like. Uh, some people even believe in penance. You can do anything you want to do. And uh, your giving will now open way for you to make heaven. We have a lot of confusion out there. But I just, I want to reemphasize that. It's not just obedience to God. It's obeying and doing the, uh, uh, you know, living in alignment with the word of God is what will bring you there. If that, and I want to read two scriptures to confirm what I've said. There is a tendency for you to think that you, you want to give money. You, you can live your life the way you want to live it. The first thing God requires from you is your life. That's your first offering. Your first sacrifice that is acceptable to God. Consecration of your life to God. Living reverentially in the fear of God. So uh, let me just read a scripture. Um, Isaiah chapter one, I will take it from verse 13. It says, stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offering disgusts me. As for your celebration of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meeting. I hate your new moon celebration and your annual festival, they are a body to me. I cannot stand them. Can you imagine that? Why? Because of the way they were living their life. You can't bribe God. You can't live your life as you like and be giving, give this, give that, no. It's fine. It's very, very important to give. But your life is the way you live your life, the way you walk in obedience to God, the way you fear Him, you tremble before His word. That is what will give you placement. If you give the whole world to God, the earth belongs to God. And I want to also uh, uh, read uh, Psalm 50. Or 50. Come on, let me get it. So it is important for us to know the way we live our life. You know, it's not a question of going for confession every week. We don't belong to that class. You bless God and pay your penance and you go to heaven and you live your life, you, you, you want to live it. No, it cannot be. So I'm just looking for a place where the God said, uh, if I were hungry, Okay, so look at it. He said, do I, do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? Make thanksful your sacrifice to God. Keep the vow you made to the most high. They call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and, and you will give me glory. So that is it. We must, when, when we are not living right, Whatever you give to God, it will only be that where God will be patient to draw you back. 
strong your will. Like, let me stop. Praise God. Praise God. That's my contribution, please. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. But I think the point that you, Sister uh, Bridget, brought is very important too. Like, you know, in our relationship with God, you know, are we living our lives, you know, because when we say about suffering a little, because sometimes, you know, you know the suffering might not even, it might be based on, or, or based on our, in, our iniquity, and we should come cleaning and boldly to his presence so we can receive grace. But most importantly, the call for us is, you know, to yield unto Christ's ways. And those yielding, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm particular about that. The way we yield so that we can become, so that we can live and showcase the life of Christ, that is the cost. And to us, it might look like a cost, but it doesn't compare to the, the eternal glory that God has actually proposed for us in Christ Jesus. You know, when you think about um, Hebrews 12, that it was revealed to us, you know, it's not like we've given ourselves our lives. But he said, all this, let us, you know, no matter, you know, regardless, you know, like Christ has said, like count costs. And the cost is to submit to Christ, to abide in it so that we can become and we can leave it. So whatever it takes right now, let us obey regardless, because like I said, like it was revealed to us in Matthew 24, that it's those two, the ones that endure us to the end. And the endurance is to yield unto Christ so that we can live and manifest his will. And give him all the glory, you know. So whatever it is, the requirement, and when you think about the most important requirement, just like the preacher has said, is it is to love God. And the only way we can showcase that, you know, to manifest that love, it is through the love that we have for each other and how we live amongst each other. And that is, you know, to fulfill that requirement. And it takes us dying to self. You know, that is the cost, dying to self, not letting those things hold us, not letting like, ah, the 10%, the, 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 the 10, the 10 that I'm going to pay, that let it not be the one that, you know, because if we die to those things, if those things, they don't, you know, it, it's like I worship unto God for all he has done, even though, like you said, it is not, it, it's not like God needs it for himself. But if we're, if we're dying to it, it's not the most important thing in our life, you know then we can truly worship him because we love him as out of the abundance of the love that he has shown to us. Let us think of, about it from that perspective. You know, if we're holding on to it, like, ah, man, this is not going to hold me, but that means we don't even know him. That means we don't love him enough to know him, to know that he's the one that owns tomorrow. He's the one that is going to provide for us. Even the, the 100% that we have, you know, you know, we've heard about stories of people that are making money, that are making all this money, even 100%, and it's not going to be able to, for the, for the, it's not going to be enough for their needs, but God is the one that provides for their needs. So for us, all these things, it is for our own good. As we die to self, as we yield on the need Christ, so that we can manifest his glory. Thank you very much, man. Do we still have any other contribution, please? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning. Just want to appreciate everyone this morning for all the contributions so far. You know, it is so interesting to actually listen to different verses in the Bible that actually actually reference to you know our commitment and our 
you know, tithing to the Lord. Or let me even rephrase it, our commitment and our giving to the Lord. How much can we give in? But, you know, one thing is, I like how the book put it this morning. It said, you know, giving is not costly, but it's, it really pays. It pays in the sense that God is actually asking us, and it's now depend on us how we actually obey, obey his word. Obey, that is what he's actually looking for. He's not actually looking for our money which is being referenced on everything is being highlighted from everyone that has spoke this morning. He's not looking for that. All he's actually looking for, even though we all know heaven and earth belong to him, gold and silver comes from him. What is it that can actually, you know, move God? But all he wants us to, you know, prove to him that we're actually in obedience to his, his word. That is all they need. And there is a reward for being in obedience to his word. Honestly, obedience, that is just it. Trust and obey. That is it. We all know it, you know, even with his divine nature has already proved who this this God is. I don't even know what again we can say actually to change someone's life. But look at the divine nature of God. Look at the star, the moon. Who can pay for the star? Who can actually pay for the moon? And these are beneficiary to you and I. If we actually put everything together, we will see that it doesn't need anything from us. But the only thing that God needs in obedience, just obey me. And the only people that could actually obey this God is those one that trust in, that believe in his divine power and divine nature and his eternal glory. Those are the people that can actually believe in it. You know, this morning, I don't know, maybe it was this morning or last night that me and my husband were having a devotion. We're just talking generally. And something actually came to both of us and I actually raised her up and I was like, If we actually understand God, we will know that everything that we are actually, you know, struggling with, everything that we are actually like, oh, I don't want you to let go. I don't want to let go of this. I don't want to let go of that. We will see that God has already, you know, put them together as vanity. He said, everything will be faded away. That money that we are keeping, he told us, that you come with nothing and you're living with nothing. But the only thing that could sustain us is what is, is, is in our obedience because everything is being recorded for. So I don't want to leave my 10%. Oh, the money is still not enough for me yet. Ah, why will I give my 20%? Why will I give this to somebody? Remember something. The sustainer of your life has a guarantee over your life and he is the only one that can provide what you can eat. Because I think that is where we actually wrestle. We're like, oh, this money hasn't paid all the tithes. But one thing he says, he said, even the sparrow that was, you know, that we paid two penny for, he said, I will not let them fall. In my sight, talk less of you. Talk less of you. 
that have set you above, or even the angels that worship me day and night, I still put you above in all things. I did not put the angels to be above everything I've created. See how gracious God actually took us. See how meaningful, how important that we are in the hands of the Lord. So what is it that is too important for you to share with the Lord? I pray that the Lord will minister to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pastor um, Mrs. Yeah, it is very important for us to, you know, when we look at the ending of our text today, it tells us when you think about if we really, you know, sit deep and, you know, you know, sit deep and meditate on God's love through Christ Jesus, you know, through that sacrifice by giving everything, you know, and then we will not, you know, look back and hold on to what he has provided us. <laughs> When you think about it, what he has provided us, you know, and one of the push, one of the points that Sister Bridges made was, you know, the call for our life is to give ourselves back. You know, when you think about, when you think about from Romans 12, 12, you know, based on what God has done for us, the call for us now is to give ourselves, you know, to not owe back anything out of the abundance of his love for us to really show that we love him, you know. It is to give ourselves because if we don't, it's lack of understanding. And you know, as we grow in faith and dependence, and we will continue to be open up to understand what truly what it means. You know, we speak it easily about God's sacrifice for us through Christ Jesus. You know, we speak it, but do we truly understand it? And that's why when you think about Paul, you talk about sharing. You know, in that suffering because he takes a lot of dying to serve it takes giving everything for christ to have gone to the cross to die for all our sins you know being blameless obedience to death giving himself for us you know there's literally that has been required of us to, to yield to submit ourselves to christ to give all all ourselves you know unto in worship to glory of the father then we will not complain about it well, God, we continue to open us up so that we can come to the fullness of that knowledge. You know, right now we're still encompassed with a lot of things. But those things, they don't matter. Just like Pastor Mississippi, those things don't matter because those things will pass away. That is why he said those who endure to the end, those who focus on Christ, those who hold on to the rock of our salvation, those ones will be the ones that will be, you know, lifted up. And I hope God will continue to, you know, to open us up so that we can come to the full knowledge of his love for us in Christ. And we can also, you know, take this love, accept it and manifest it in our dealings. And through that, then giving is in service and all those things will become easy because those are our nature now, you know, you know, those will be our nature. It won't be something that's outside of us right now. It's outside of us. That's why we're complaining and thinking about it. But those ones, once we, it becomes who we are, because now we are now Christ, then it is easy for us. Then we can even give all, all ourselves, which, you know, and that is the requirement. And I hope God will help us. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to hand over to the pastor. If he's still available. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you, Stavrija. Thank you, Pastor Mrs. I think um, um, today's just wrapped up that four days of obeying God regardless. And obey, obeying God 
um, it's it very it's it's very hard because five senses is still active and that the society is not helping uh, that uh, that five senses to subject itself to God and uh, knowledge is rampant and uh, the the demand of want to be great it's it's very high out there but nobody can be greater than God no matter what achievement that you may have what you can and the celebrated read those two Bible passage that we are keep on coming to him with fake mindsets of just to lure him into doing things for us, trying to manipulate him to do things for us. All of those things, God knows that we need to come to the level of understanding who he is. And until we know him, personally know him, give him our heart, all of this thing we're discussing, the five senses is still going to control them. But once we give him our heart and he has control of our heart, he will tell us what to do and we will not resist him. And that's the only thing that old men back from obeying God. And now it's your turn. If you have not known Christ or you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we are inviting you this morning that obedience to God calling it a vital to your next move in life. And next move in life is not limited to what you achieve on this face of the earth. There is more life after death. And that's the paramount. That's where we're going. Because no matter what you have achieve on this face of the earth, you are going to be separated from them. And after the separation, the Bible says it's appointed for men to die once. After death is judgment. When you leave all of this thing that you've worked your life for and you've invested, you've saved, you've protected, you left them and separated from them, what's going to happen? You open to God's end. And God is saying, here I am. I'm knocking. I want my hand is open. Come on. So when that time come, you will be in my hand. So all you have to do to get into this end this morning, when you depart, when you're separated from all this thing that's keeping you from him, is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Repeat after me. God has knocked on your heart and it's open right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me that I've been ignoring you. I've been doing things on my own. I want to obey you. Really, regardless, come into my life. Be my Lord and personal Savior. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from dead. And this morning, Lord Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and personal savior. If you said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom of God. We ask that the Holy Spirit fall upon your life, start guiding you, start directing you, and give you direction in life in the name of Jesus. Look for a Bible-believing church close to you. Tell them you have just accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, and they will start working with you. If you can find a close church to you, go on the internet, type rccg.org. You will find the Redeemed Christian Church of God close to you. Tell them you have just accepted Christ, and they will work with you. The rest of us, listen, we did not bring anything. We're not taking anything with us. But what God is asking of us is give him our heart. And when we give him our heart, he will tell us how to make use of the resources that he has created for us. May God help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Celebrated if you don't mind, can you pray for us? Bless us this morning, please. Thank you very much, Brian. If she's still around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bridget may be busy. Okay, Father, we thank you. We give you praise for your son that you've used expressly this morning. We pray that you will replenish him back, give him more wisdom, knowledge, oh, and understanding. Oh, oh.
I yeah, thought I was muted. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Sabrina. <laughs> Glory to God. I was just praying. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Father, we give you glory. We give you worship. We give you honor and adoration. We thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your word that you are bringing to us, to shaping us, to change us, to transform us, oh God, Father. Thank you for your light. You are shining upon our path, Father, oh God, that we will not stumble, that we will know what you expect of us and what we are to do, that we will be like those servants that keep, oh God, Father, trimming the alarm. If I virgins trimming the alarm, having oil in their soul, oh God, Father, we shall not only hear your word, we shall be the dual of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your servant that you have used, oh God, to bless us this morning. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to fill him to capacity, Father, oh God. Greater works shall he do in your name, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all persons that have contributed. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing, your grace and strength that you are granted to us, enlightenment to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you on behalf of our brethren that are in their different places of work. Lord, we know a portion is being sent to them. Oh God, we thank you. Thank you on behalf of our children. Oh God, thank you on behalf of our extended family. On behalf of your church, oh God, the church is your purpose, oh God. We thank you. We bless your name. We thank you, Lord. We ask, Lord, for help, for grace, for us to be able to know, oh God, what is be expected of us in the area of giving to God, and in the area of our life, consecrating our life unto you. Father, we receive your grace this morning. Amen. We shall not hold back that, oh God, Father, which you have given to us. Whatever blessing you have blessed us with, you have a reason for it. Your word says we should comfort others with the comfort that we have received of you. And the gospel has to be preached the kingdom of God must advance and all this require money. Lord, we ask, Father, help us. Glad, open our eyes to know why we should give. Lord, we must give. We receive your grace to give. We receive your grace to live in total obedience to your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we bless your name. We adore you. We plead the blood of the Lamb. We cover ourselves, our loved ones, oh God, Father, with the blood of the Lamb. Oh, your sons and daughters all over the world yes, will cover them with the blood of the Lamb. Of in the mighty name of Jesus, as many that we hear hear this message, yes, those who have not even given their life to you, they don't have, have no relationship with Jesus. We pray, oh God, that their eyes of understanding shall be enlightened, oh God. We pray that you deliver, oh God, humanity from every form Amen. of captivity. Amen. That they will give their heart to you. That they will know you in salvation, oh Amen. God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those of us, Father, that are, have relationship with you, grant us grace to love you the more and yes, more, Lord. oh God. Yes, grant us grace not to hold back, Father. Those prompting that come to us, Father, help us not to ignore them, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank we you. bless you. We commit tomorrow to your hand. We plead yes. the blood of Jesus blood that of you will go ahead of us, O oh God, yes. Father, yes. and speak to yes. us. Holy Spirit, speak yes. to us tomorrow, O yes. oh Lord. 
Let your mind truly be revealed and be made known, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We adore you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of God, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, risen and by with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely the Lord's goodness and mercy shall follow us. All, all the days of our lives, and we shall, shall do in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I am the one, the one that the Lord has blessed. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Cover you with the blood of Jesus. Have a wonderful day. Thank, Thank you, sir. Bye bye, sir. Bye bye. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus.